Hey, Mom, everyone else has toys. Why not you? Get yourself a freeze pipe bong or bubbler with just three pieces for easy assembly and even easier cleaning. Includes honeycomb inline percolators and a revolver glycerin coil. Pop the chamber in the freezer for an hour and get the smoothest, iciest hits. Visit thefreezepipe.com and use code PSM10 for a discount. No more coughing, champ. You got this. Will Ukraine legalize cannabis to help its citizens cope with trauma caused by the war? Consumption lounges are finally coming to Nevada and a couple of dispensaries are getting ready to blow your mind. Locally, Florida's Attorney General Ashley Moody is trying to shut down the $39.5 million Trulieve-backed recreational ballot measure. And for our interview, we chat with the dank girl, Chelsea Green, about her all-women cannabis retreats. All this and much more on today's show. to the greatest show in town. I'm Sunny D. And I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking Mobs. Hey, if you enjoy the show, if you're here right now, do everybody a favor, including yourself, because you want to be the first one to know about new episodes and new stuff we put out. Rate, subscribe, share, subscribe. We got our YouTube page. It's popping over here. Like this video. Watch the comment. Or watch a comment. Leave a comment <laughs> Leave if a you're comment. watching on YouTube. Hell yeah. Watch a comment. And uh, link up with up uh, on link up with us on all social media platforms. Potsmokingmoms.com is our website. Go there. Check it out. But you know, what do we start every show with? Oh my god. A smoke sesh, of yes. course. And I'm ready for mine. Yes. Pack your bowls. Because here we go. Or take your blunts out. Oh, I have a bowl packed here. Yes. Of yes, well. fluence, Freedom Town Holdings Gazungas. Gazungas. This indica strain crossed from Zittles and Rainbow Chip will have you bouncing with happy euphoria, followed by soft and cuddly relaxation. The complex, complex terpene profiles gives the FTH gazungas a glazed fruit tart aroma with earthy citrus fruit flavors. In addition, users of gazungas, <laughs> I just like to say gazungas, <laughs> noted benefits in relieving the symptoms associated with insomnia, anxiety, chronic pain, and PTSD. Nice. Very nice. I have some Freedom Town Holdings Supreme Diesel. You know how I like the diesel-y uh, strains. It's a balanced hybrid crossed from sour diesel and jet fuel gelato. Citrusy diesel aromas and flavors lead quickly into uplifting euphoria, followed by deep relaxation, making this strain perfect for early evening use. In addition, users of Freedom Town holding Supreme Diesel site benefits in relieving symptoms associated with stress, depression, and chronic pain. Nice. All right. All right. We're also going to be rating it. So, Cheers. Cheers. If you got them at home, light one up with us. Oh, 
pretty good. This has got a very uh, diesel-y smell. I love that. It's got a nice, like, you know when you, I, what I do really like <laughs> with some of these, when you smell them and they're all full, uh, when you hit it out of a clean bowl, you could really taste, like, the pininess and how peppery it is. And uh, this is fantastic. I'm going to say... And you know what? My my palate had been cleansed because the last time, the last stuff I hit at my like in my house mm -hmm. was like the end. The stuff that you like put off the bottom of the bag, the bottom of the barrel, the, man. <laughs> the strain you like the least out of all the ones you picked, so yeah. you just you so yeah, and you're like, oh well, I have to smoke this because I don't have nothing else. Um, so to come back and reward myself with something like this really tell the difference so what what are the ratings what are we doing again we're doing uh between one to five so for aroma taste and initial effects. okay so aroma i'm gonna give it a 4.5 taste i'm gonna give it a five and the initial effects listen this is not my first bowl this is like that's why i'm not that's why i uh, cornered it off very slightly because <laughs> i've had two of these already so you know um, oh, uh, is, since you got here, that's yeah, what you've been smoking. Yeah, of the same, yes. Okay. So I could even give you, like, the, the, the end results of what the overall lasting effects are. But initial effects, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 4.5 as well. I have, This is really good. I really like gazungas. Not just because of the name. <laughs> say that. We're going to have to get, I'm really going to put that on the soundboard. I really like gazangas, 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 and we can just that, 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 that. I have to give it a 4.5 all the way across. It's really good. It smells good, tastes good, and the initial effects are great. This is the first time I've tried it, this bowl right now with you guys. Uh, I picked it up yesterday, and I actually cleaned this bowl right before we started so that I could have a good taste of it, and I like it. It's really good. Yeah. The the description is very on it. Gazangas. <laughs> All right, let's see how that rating holds up. I do want one more hit though, just because it tasted go really it. good. And so we're after we're recording now. After we go here, we're gonna go to the Sunset Sesh. It's a local event that we're hosting with uh, Miami High Life. It's in Hallandale. It's at two p.m. Um, you know, we'll have an update on that how that went next week. But um, are we taking the student the student glass out there? The student glass. You know what? We talked about doing that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll discuss further yeah, okay. after this. <laughs> All right. What I'm really excited for is our patron get together coming up soon, which is our Boats, Bitches, and Blunts Day. Yes. We The three Bs. The three Bs. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> so we're going to have a good day, a day out on the water, go out. Spend the day at the sandbar. Go to the. Go when to is dinner. that? July. July sixteenth. It's a Sunday. July sixteenth. Sunday. It's supposed to be from one to eight. Yeah. So if you are in the um, area, if you're a pot smoking mom and you want to get in on this, hit us up. Hit us up. Um, We're splitting. We have three available slots. Okay. Right now. Yeah. So we don't. We don't have many much room but yeah but if you're listening to this and you want to get on board the the boat with the blunts and the bitches <laughs> uh, we're bringing the blunts we're bringing the bitches and they got a boat that we're getting on <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it's actually just boat bitches and blunts, not boat boats, but we'll be around a lot be of other, boats. Yeah, we're gonna be around other boats. We're going to the sandbar. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yes. I already got a couple of things for the goodie bags for the ladies. Mom's getting loose. Oh, I got to show you that after here, what I got. Fine. Yay. Yeah. So this is all stuff that we do with our patrons. If you want to get in on that too, uh, join our Patreon. Yeah. We are planning this out basically on Discord. And we also are trying to plan a Vegas trip. <laughs> So one of the stories coming up is there that we're going to be trip? talking about. We want it. We're talking about it. Oh, yeah. For birthdays. Well, consumption lounges. <laughs> we talk about that later on, on the, the show. show. <laughs> um. So uh, go listen, guys. I don't know if we're able to get the video to reference, but like I'm a mom. We're we're neck deep in summer. OK, Um. I have a. About to be a six-year-old and a four-year-old, which my four-year-old is super clingy. Like, on my way here, my husband was like, oh, she can't stop crying about you wanting you. And I'm like, why? I'm not even that great of a mom. Why does she cry so much about me and want me so much? Like, seriously. You. You're her safe space. Yeah. Uh, you know Why? Because she's a she's a pandemic baby. Yeah, and she's been she with me like with the you. whole time. Yeah, yeah exactly. she's been she's with me always the whole time. Been with you. It's, dude, so overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, it's like having to do everything all the time for everyone, mm -hmm. trying to motivate everyone to do stuff, to to do just tasks like brushing teeth, and letting me brush their hair. And, you know, taking baths and, you know, it's like always a struggle with trying to get them to do stuff and then them asking you for shit yeah. all the time. Um, there was a, 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 a TikTok that came. They're getting almost there. They're getting almost there where they could be a little more independent. They can start you know, doing and I hang on. I hang on to you that. You just got to teach like, them. But this is the thing, too. There's like that. Kind of like you're damned. Either way, because on the one hand, you're like, oh, I have to cherish these moments. I had read some article that came up that was like, oh, your kid is your best friend up until they're about 10 years old. And then I'm like, which kind of makes you kind of sad because you're like, I don't want to like lose the connection with my kid once they get a little older either. But it's like this, like back and forth. And then it's just like, oh, I just want to be alone for one hour. You know what I'm saying? Like. Sometimes it's like 24. I mean, look, as a parent, it's 24 fucking seven. But, you know, you yearn for like moments of like quietness, right? Blocks of like time that you could just sit down and focus on something. But it's just not. It's not. So it's kind of like, oh, my God, it's so frustrating. Uh, this video kind of sums it up in a really good way. I don't know if, um, Jesse, do you have that? It's 1 p.m. And that's important. That is important information. Well, actually, it's 1.20 p.m. I have three children, three boys, ages five, three, and one. And I continuously lose my shit internally. Sometimes it comes out. But I lose my shit right around 2 or 3 p.m. every day without fail. My husband works from home, but he does not lose his shit consistently. So what's going on? So I conducted a fun little experiment. I downloaded one of those little counter clicker apps on my phone where I could just push the screen and it ticks up one number. And I was just going to hit it every time one of my children, granted, 
the one-year-old isn't really speaking yet, but every time the five-year-old or the three-year-old made a request, anytime they asked me for anything, and I'm not talking about questions that don't really require much of me. I'm not talking about like, mom, what color is the couch? Or what time is it? Or where are we going later? I'm talking about specific requests. Can I watch a show? Can I have a snack? Can I have some juice? Can I go outside? Can we go to the pool? Can you put my pants on? Can you wipe my butt? I took this screenshot 10 minutes ago. We're up to 86 individual requests. And I don't count repeats. So if my son asked me, can I have a snack? Mom, can I have a snack? Hey, mom, can I have a snack? Yes, buddy, you can have a snack. Can I have a snack? No, that's one. I'm counting that as one. 86. They go to bed in seven hours. I'm not even halfway through the day. I'm not even halfway through the day. Guarantee you if I were to ask my husband how many requests he gets a day at work. He's a videographer, editor, cinematographer, etc. All that crap. It's def it's in the single digits for sure. Can I have a snack? Well, what is Santa Proved my point. He's like, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Naturally, Why are you sitting there? Naturally, the moms become the default parent. Like, I'm the default parent, too. Right. Julian will be sitting next to his dad in the room, and he will leave that room and come to me to ask for something instead of just asking his dad that's right there. Yeah, and I mean, look, even when you go, like, even when you go, because we there's a lot of talk, too, on the Internet of weaponized incompetence, which is a, a term that's very new, and people are like, wow. Never heard that before, but that very much contextualized the idea. You because it's it opens your eyes a little bit. But like, you know, even put putting that aside and saying, like, you know, father that's very involved, even then, like, as a mom, just everything. It's just literally, just literally everything. And I have two, and like. You know, it's just the, the struggle between the like trying to cherish those moments, but like also like, can I get one fucking hour to myself where I don't have to get nobody anything? I don't have to do anything for anybody. And I could just, you know, but it's not. It's like interrupted constantly. It's just insane. Um, Maybe you need to make like that happen. Be like, put your foot down and be like, say I need one hour a day where no one interrupts me or I'm in my room. I mean, look, we're hoping that like where we're going now, we're trying to get, you know, preschool going mm -hmm. to try to like, you know, it's just really hard for Sid to be away from you when she knows you're right. there. Right. And it's like, you have to leave the house basically. Yeah. I have, we have to kind of, I have to start like kind of weeding it's, her off a little bit of like when she goes to preschool, wrong. maybe that will help. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big struggle for oh her. Oh my god, it's gonna be a crazy struggle. Because doesn't think she about that wanna there, go I, really bad? Like cause her sister's there. She's been saying Well, that. but that's the thing. They're not going to the same place, dude. Like, and I have to tell her that because she thinks she's going to the same place. She's not gonna go to preschool at the elementary school. No, there is no preschool. It's they don't do a preschool kindergarten. Program. Yeah, they start at kindergarten, the public school. Some so of I have them to have, but the... it's just like a couple classrooms and you gotta get it on a waiting list. Right. That's so, how it is at ours. But it is really like I this lady made me feel so seen. I was like, oh my God, for real. I'm sick of having to yeah, like I mean, you have go back and forth. And I, I get like questions all day, but not that bad. And it's like anytime he needs anything, it's yeah. me that no matter what I'm doing, I could be sitting working, uh -huh. like working from home. <laughs> mm -hmm. And still I'm the one asking. Yeah. 
No, like, no. You, and the thing is, it's too, like, you have to remove yourself. You have to force yourself because the yeah. mom, you're like, you know, you kind of feel like you're all, ha you have to, but like, sometimes you have to use weaponizing incompetence for yourself, bro. Like, seriously. Uh, so, what have you been watching? Have you, what about you? Time? You don't have any, anything this week? Any updates? Dude, no. No. Work, same shit. <laughs> bro, I work every day. And I and watch TV at night. Yeah. Work all day. Uh, actually, I was like, at first, I was like, I don't really know. I don't know. But I last night, me and my husband started watching. We watched two episodes of the Muscles and Mayhem American Gladiators documentary. That Okay, so it's a documentary about American Gladiators. Oh, my God, yes. I was obsessed with this show when I was a kid. On Sunday nights, we would eat dinner and watch this show. I, this was one I of the... that shit, too. It was so good. Yeah. And then they're, like, monumental, I, like, I challenges like that it. one, the joust. On, on the weekend. On the weekend, they had reruns, right, or something? I mean, I think... I, I, I remember Sundays at night, like, at 7... Well, I had dinner with the family and stuff or whatever. While well, that winding down time, that was like one of the primetime TV shows. And it was like the first of its kind. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because like, yeah, I remember some of the main uh, gladiators. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's super interesting because it tells you about how the beginnings of it. How was this wild idea and how like they were building these sets that were super like terrible that would like hurt these people oh and they were, these, like dangerous they were dangerous they were they didn't have medical staff pro uh on on the medical staff necessary to help people with like when injuries it was a very physical show i mean this is like the birth i of just remember the tennis ball gun the tennis <laughs> ball gun yeah i think it was the eliminator or something like that <laughs> i don't remember the names but this is like oh, this God. is a show that kind of set a precedent for like what is another show that's like the the obstacle course ones? Like they have another one where it's like Park Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. They have a bunch of these now. <laughs> um, and this is kind of like one of the first ones that came out here in America, I guess. There was that, and then there was the the kid one, the temple. Oh, temple. oh, yeah, I don't know. Guts. Remember Guts? Guts. Yeah, Double Dare. Double Dare, Guts. Like all those like yeah, shows. you're right. <laughs> the physical physical challenge <laughs> well this was like yeah this was like man these no, people this is like gladiators bro the people big on the dudes. show were like these yeah. big muscly muscles and mayhem yeah, American exactly. gladiators <laughs> Ruby Gilliman. I mean look says it right there <laughs> you went a little further oh this next one <laughs> oh what's Ruby Gilman? Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken is a movie what that we that? went to take our kids out to and our and our name we went out with the neighbors and their kids too uh, it is so freaking cute seen this it's super adorable it's visually very well done uh it's in theaters right now it's in theaters right now yeah and it, and we saw a couple of really good trailers too like there's a new teenage it says Ninja september Turtle 14th i'm confused but oh i Isn't don't know the future i don't know why it says september only in 14th. cinemas september maybe until september 14th. oh i don't know well it's in cinemas now and we went to watch it. it it actually opened this yesterday we went to go see it it's pretty funny uh they have like a little mermaid reference like they kind of do uh -huh. a little mermaid ripoff that's kind of funny um, because she's like 
the villain at the end of the day like the mermaids are the villains in the story but it, but it's pretty it's pretty fun it was interesting and like really visually you know i think it's for like a little bit older kids but our our kids were into it i love watching animated movies from dreamworks and disney so i'm down for that yeah I'll it's watch really that. cute they got a new trolls one coming out and a new teenage mutant ninja turtles that oh Seth i Rogen saw produced. the te teenage that one looks really it looks good really too. cool and the uh animation and for i still it have yet dope. to see the new spider-verse into the spider-verse movie which i heard was fantastic that looks cool that looks like it's for older kids though too right mm, maybe well, I would watch it. I I, I've been watching a lot of docs too. Um, this last one that I watched, I was thinking about it for days. I gotta watch that because I saw a bunch of TikToks about it, and I got the curious into case the, of Natalia, Natalia Grace. Grace. Yes, I was thinking about this shit for days, and I sorry I forgot to send pictures to <laughs> to Uncle Jesse to be put, brought up. But this shit is bananas. I found it on, I saw first TikToks about it. Oh my God. I went down a rabbit hole with those. And I was like, this is interesting. And mm. so I went and I watched it on HBO and this is the craziest thing that I've ever heard. So basically this couple, the people adopt an orphan from Ukraine. She, she was six years old when they adopted her. They claim that as soon as they adopted her, they had doubts that she was the age that she was supposed to be. Saying all these outlandish things. Right. That she was supposed to be, what, like a uh, 28-year-old woman or something? Try, 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 like trying to portray but a 6 year By the time they try to like re-age her, I think she's like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And they've already had her a couple of years. Um, they had her living in her, in her own apartment. Yeah, he found a picture. So this poor little girl at the age of eight, they managed to re-age her through the court system um 18 well they said okay she came through at at four years old and she hasn't grown since then since she hasn't gotten any taller since she came but you in, can tell she's has dwarfism or something like well, she these people are she does have dwarfism but like they assumed that she was already a full-grown person pretending to be younger than she was those people so they're like because she hasn't grown that proves that she's fully grown already because she should be at least growing if she's a child not if you have dwarfism and they supposedly i know i know and i know and, it's absurd I know. and what they, the doctors did they, they not take the girl to doctors they did and somehow they got they got some shady doctors to change to get the judge to agree those people to are. be like okay she came in at four and she was an adult then let's just say she was 18 when she came in so they're like 18 19 20 21 22 she's 22 years old to an eight-year-old. Yeah, and then they made her and live they, on her own. They're like, okay, she's an adult. She can have her own apartment. Bro, they get her an apartment, bonkers. and they leave her an apartment to live there by herself. And then some lady child. befriends her and goes like, how is this little girl living on her own, right? Yes. Well, she gets first, like, they make it really creepy. They're like, everybody in the first community just was afraid of her, was like, thought it was weird. And it was really, really sad. And then they moved her to a poorer community because they thought that there no one would pay attention to her. And instead, a couple took her in and basically tried to adopt her and like helped her because she's a child trying to live alone. Oh, my gosh. That, so you finished, so the, you finished the documentary? I did. It's only six episodes. And then, so the parent, the people who adopted her obviously are fucking crazy, right? They're bananas, bro. The 
the, the only one that you see that's interviewed in the documentary is the adopted father. And he is such a tool. Oh my God. He's so obviously lying. I can tell it's like overacted and rehearsed. And like, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. They said that people were comparing it to the movie Orphan. I've never seen that. Have you seen Oh, the movie no, Orphan? I've never seen that either. No. They're like, oh, they took the premise of the movie Orphan and they used that to like get rid of this little girl that they, I guess, uh, regretted That's adopting. Awful. It's, it's worth it. It's a great movie. Check it out. Orphans. Good movie. Okay. Uh, Is it yeah. a premise? It's a child that's an adult? I don't understand. It's a horror movie, but yes. Okay. Yeah, because they kept saying, oh, she was trying to murder them. Like she was trying to kill them and the other and her siblings because they had four three kids. They had three sons. And the mother was abusive and she had her kids be abusive to her. And like it's just what was their really point crazy. for adopting her then if they were just I don't know. But this poor girl, I hope she gets what that's terrible. Like, I don't know. At least she's with people who will <laughs> love her and take care of her now. I hope so, because they also made it seem like they're also they they maybe love and take care of her, but they also like took advantage of her benefits. But I'm like, if they're taking care of her, they're not taking advantage of her benefits. They're using her benefits right, to take care to take her. care of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. They the the parent was like trying to make it seem well the, the adopted parents, parents. Yeah, like oh they're just they found out of she course. has a food stamp card and they used it and. They, they took over her social security benefits. They had her sign it over to them. And Listen, those people com they committed an atrocious and right. instead they're giving her a family that she never yeah. had. Oh my gosh. It's it's a crazy series. You should check it out. And she has a TikTok now. I was oh. after I watched it, I was scrolling all of a sudden I saw her on my for you. I page, mean, she might as well capitalize like, of all, oh of it, off of all of it and try yeah. to like, I don't know, build some kind of future for herself because yeah. at this those point, people need to go to jail though for what they yeah that her. shit is nuts they but the, he they goes out through the trial the father was put on trial for child neglect and you'll i don't want to give away what right, happens right, right. if you watch it but yeah check it out it's crazy and then the other crazy documentary i watched was shiny happy people which is about the cult-like religion organization that the duggars are part of the, the 19 kids and counting oh Duggar God. family. I can't stand those people. I never watched that stuff. So weird. I always thought it was so strange. And this docuseries is way more eye-opening and even crazier when you realize like the organization that they're part of, like the church that they're part of. And the agenda that, you know, they talk about. Have you seen the other series of the family that talks about, you know, the different. That? That's part of the government. Yeah, this is shiny, happy people. They basically covered all their. So the reason it's called shiny happy people is because that's how they're portrayed on TV. Right. But it's way more sinister and dark than that. So that was a really interesting docu series to watch as well. I never saw the the series, but it was. I mean, I had seen a little bit of it, but it was like so fucking weird. Well, they portray them as this happy family and everything. Right. Great, but but you it put, was not. But you could see. Not. That it was not a normal. Why would people? Why would cameras be in? Like I don't know. They did not seem normal to me at all. And you guys need to finish Silo. You guys need to get on Silo if you haven't watched it. I finally got Johnny to watch it, and he binged it all in a day and a night, the whole season, one season. So watch Silo if you haven't watched Silo yet. Watch it. She, I did a deep dive on. Greatest Showman, because I like some of the music from Greatest Showman and shit. 
you know, the Hugh Jackman movie. The lady in Silo, yeah. she is the lady that sings oh, one of yeah. the one of my favorite. I haven't songs. seen one that movie, the, you know. One of the great well, songs we watched that. the finale of Silo on Discord. We did our first successful stream through Discord. Through Discord, yeah. On the machine, yeah. And went, how did how it went? went great? Yeah. But we need like a up our server if you want higher HD quality. Oh, like, like through Discord, right? Yeah. So what? What you 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 did the Discord through your? We browser? all got in. We all got into the voice channel tv talk that we have on discord uh-huh. and then i just streamed it from my computer and i shared it in there and we all watched it together oh it was fun and everybody it, had and a good experience quite... everybody was able to see it at the same time yeah. it worked out pretty good it worked out perfect all no right. echo because usually there's an echo and we're all trying to see yeah. it like uh-huh. watching it at the same time and so we got to watch the finale of that of silo and we're all like blown away we we're not expecting what happened to happen and it happened. And then afterwards, we were even analyzing it. And we we're like going back and looking at scenes and like <laughs> slowing it, it down. And like, disgusting. do you see it? Do you see it like this? You know, because I don't want to give anything away if you guys decide to watch it. But check it out. Cool beans. Well, if you would like to get in on watching TV shows together and smoking weed, please I'll go over to our Patreon and join the Discord. Uh, if not. Go to our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Because sometimes we go live there so you could talk to us. You could be part mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. So subscribe on YouTube to be a part of the show and all that stuff. If you can't contribute to the show and be a Patreon, that's cool. Just, you know, share it, rate, review. Do especially a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't we done that already. We're trying to review. get those up. Uh, it's been a minute since we've gotten one on there. So if you haven't given us one before... Do us a solid. Do us an Apple review if you listen to us there. Thank you very much. We love you. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah, let us know. We'll send you something. I'll send you a lock of my hair. Guys, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but but before Creepy. we, yeah, well, you know, hey, if you that's what you're into, I wouldn't give anybody a lock of my hair. That's like they have like that's too much power. You're handing over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hey, here's a segment we all love. News Nugs, where we get high and read the news to you. And just to clarify, we don't keep our weed so close to, like, the kids' things on the table. <laughs> What are you talking about? Because of the intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. (laughs) Disclaimer. Zelensky pushes medical cannabis legalization to aid Ukrainians suffering trauma of war. I think this is a good move. Yeah, you know what? And this is pretty on par with our recent um, interview with Yarema. Yeah. And he was excited to see these these, uh, comments coming out. Uh, Ukrainian president, oh my God, Volodymyr. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah, that's Volodymyr. Great. Zelensky on Wednesday, I always slaughter people's names, called on lawmakers to legalize medical cannabis, saying the treatment could provide relief to those in the country suffering from the trauma of war. Zelensky made the comments in an address before his country's parliament. We must finally fairly legalize cannabis-based medicines for all those who need them. With appropriate scientific research and controlled Ukrainian production, Zelensky said, as quoted by UPI, all the world's best practices, all the most effective policies, all the solutions, no matter how difficult 
or unusual they may seem to us must be applied to Ukraine so that Ukrainians, all our citizens, do not have to endure the pain, stress, and trauma of war, he added, according to the news organization. Everyone's going to qualify for PTSD. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, cannabis. Russia invaded and subsequently occupied parts of Ukraine last year, marking a bloody and costly escalation of the hostilities between the two countries. In April, Reuters citing a trove of purported U.S. intelligence documents that have been published online, estimated that as many as 354,000 Russian and Ukrainian soldiers have been killed or injured in the Ukraine war. As UPI noted, Zelensky's support for medical cannabis legalization also remains cons consistent as evidenced in 2019 during his presidential campaign when he said it would be normal to allow people uh, to access cannabis droplets. I don't understand what the droplets mean. Mm. Zelensky's comments on Wednesday also echo what his cabinet has recently said. Earlier this month, Ukraine's health minister, Viktor Lyashko, said in a Facebook post that the government had put forward legislation to legalize medical cannabis treatment. In the post, Lyashko um, invoked the ongoing war with Russia as a reason to make the treatment available. We understand the negative consequences of the war on the mental health camp, Lyashko wrote in the Facebook post. We understand the number of people who will require medical treatment in the last breath. Cannabis drugs are not competitors to drugs and measures to regulate their circulation are completely different. Medical cannabis contains cannabinoidal, which has no pronounced psychoactive effect and it's no, not suitable for recreational use, Liasco continued. To that, at the same time, we are prepared by the legislator for the preparation of a new cycle of production of preparations based on cannabis in Ukraine. Those are a lot of words. They might have like directly from the um, development of that processing to full production, like the translation. Yeah, they might have directly translated that. In the first month of Russia's invasion last year, a number of cannabis companies in the United States stepped up to provide financial support to Ukraine. Medithrive CEO Misha Brayberg donated proceeds from weed sales to a charity providing aid to Ukrainians. Brayberg also had the Medithrive dispensary in San Francisco, Mission District, painted in the blue and yellow colors of the Ukrainian flag. There's more cannabis companies that got involved, apparently. The Russian invasion of Ukraine hits home for the founders of Medithrive CEO Misha Brayberg and his colleagues are Ukrainian Jewish refugees who immigrated from Odessa, Ukraine, to the United States as children in the 70s. The company said in a statement at the time, Medithrive believes that everyone should have access to medicine and quality health care. The Medi in our name tells of our humble beginning as a medical cannabis dispensary that filled the cannabis prescriptions of cancer and AIDS patients. In the, in the 1990s, the dispensary opened its doors to patients under the United States Compassionate Care Act. We are the oldest cannabis dispensary and delivery service location in San Francisco. Today, we are more than just a medical and recreational recreational cannabis provider. Our roots run deep in our community. Wow. Oh, cool. So that's, I mean. So they also gave to Ukraine. Yes. That's great. And we also uh, like to tell you guys, uh, check out our interview with Yarema. He also does some work where. Uh, profit proceeds of the profits made from his cannabis line in uh, California go to um, some of the war in Ukraine. You know, some of the some of this these mm -hmm. charities. This next story is going to be fun if we actually do end up in Vegas this year. 
So Nevada issues first cannabis consumption lounge licenses. Visitors to Las Vegas will soon have places to legally smoke weed as Nevada regulators have issued the state's first three conditional licenses for cannabis consumption lounges. The the Nevada Cannabis Control Board, CCB, issued two licenses for businesses in the Las Vegas Valley, while the remaining permit permit was issued for a lounge to be located in Washoe County in the northwestern corner of Nevada. Before they can invite guests in to light up, the three Nevada businesses must first receive local approval and undergo a final inspection by board agents with the CCB. Damn, so they're still like... They got a lot of ju- uh, hoops. There's to more jump. hoops. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, it's a conditional, a conditional right. license. They're going to be like, hey, guys. <laughs> not even like a license. A conditional like, license. Ready, set, go. Like, But with their conditional licenses in hand after approval by the board at a meeting on June 20th, the lounges can finish planning and constructing their sites and prepare for opening. Receiving this confirmation from the state allows us to move on to the final design and build out of our consumption lounge said Larry Scheffler, co-CEO of Planet 13, a dispensary complex near the Las Vegas Strip that received one of two licenses issued in Clark County. The consumption lounge will be a huge step to unlocking the full potential of the superstore as a cannabis destination. This place is giant. It's like a huge... That's what I've heard. I yeah, I didn't go to it. I I seen pictures. I have friends that went there and they show me pictures. It's like a whole attraction. Hu- yeah, it's a, a whole attraction. Yeah, it will give customers the ability to try products prior to buying, watch live entertainment, and enjoy food and drink in a social setting that matches Planet 13's incredible experimental design standard. It's giving me Incredible Universe vibes. <laughs> you remember that place, Incredible Universe? No. It was an old it was back in the I don't know ice ages. There was a huge like warehouse store that was just like electronics, and they had like a stage in the middle where they had like it was like a whole thing. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was very like you know kitschy and touristy, but it was it very was yeah. It was short. I don't. I was not around for that long. Planet 13 Vice President of Sales and Marketing, David Ferris, said that the company is still in the planning and construction phase for its lounge. The company had originally considered a restaurant concept for its lounge. But at the CCB meeting, Planet 13 General Counsel Leighton Kohler told the board that the company is considering a range of ideas from a modest tasting room to a more expensive nightclub experience. It's a strict business. Pencil out the math decision we're looking at and trying to decide how much it costs to implement, Kohler said during the meeting. Representatives of the vertically integrated cannabis firm said that they plan to submit their plans to Clark County in the coming weeks for a review by county officials that could take several months. Neither Planet 13 nor Thrive Cannabis Marketplace, the second business to receive a cannabis consumption lounge in Clark County, have set an expected opening date. Thrive's Thrive hopes to open its lounge on Sammy Davis Jr. Boulevard in time for the MJ BizCon <laughs> Cannabis Industry Trade Show in late November. Oh, yeah. So that's, this would be after. High we hopes. Be we've in. got high hopes. So uh, Chris Laporte. <laughs> we've got high, high in, in the, the sky, sky, Apple. Pie, pie hopes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris Laporte, managing partner of Reset, a cannabis consultant firm representing Thrive, said the company's approximately 3,000 square, 3, square foot lounge venue Smoke and Mirrors would be a place for canna-curious tourists to be introduced to different marijuana products without visiting a dispensary. It's just a vibe, oh my God. Laporte said. <laughs> it's like any other Las Vegas night nightlife hospitality, but instead of a liquor bar, it's cannabis as social lubricant. <laughs> social lubricant. I mean, that's what we want, right? We want, I want yeah, to go somewhere instead of it being a bar. Smoke, right, smoke yeah. weed. You smoke different weed or try the different that's what I'm types of ways for. of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're doing it in a cup now, you know? Yeah, they, like, I've seen serve that. the smoke in a cup. I don't know. I don't that know. About sounds, that. Just, just me, let me just smoke my day. Yeah, it feels very much like secondhand smoking. <laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy the secondhand smoke. Drink it. Edward Alexander, the owner of Soul Cannabis in Washoe County, said that he envisioned his business as a gathering site for the community. But many patrons had questioned why they were not allowed to consume the products they had just purchased at the dispensary. Oh, you can't you can't bring your own, basically. Buy it and get out of here. <laughs> you got to buy it here. <laughs> Every weekend during the summer, we do music at our facility, Alexander said during Tuesday's CCB meeting as quoted by the Las Vegas Review Journal. <laughs> and every weekend, the old grouchy tattooed hippie is out there saying, I don't know, you're, I don't know you're at Disneyland, but you can't ride the rides. I know, I know you're <laughs> at Disneyland, I but know. you can't ride the rides. Like, like you're, you're, you can buy all the weed everywhere around you, but you can't ride the rides. You can't smoke it anywhere you want to. Oh, okay. I know you're at Disneyland, yeah. but you can't ride the rides. Got it. Uh, hit these guys <laughs> dropping some wisdom, man. <laughs> I want to go bring it back. <laughs> you wanted me? <laughs> I know you're at Disneyland, but you can't ride the rats. <laughs> I don't know. That guy sounds like a really crazy hippie. He's it says the old grouchy tattooed hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's June 20 at its June 20 meeting, the CCB also mentioned the air quality regulations for cannabis consumption lounges by reducing the required number of air exchanges per hour in smoking areas from 30 to 20 exchanges per hour and from 20 to uh -huh. six exchanges per hour in non-smoking areas. I hope you guys are writing notes. I don't understand. I don't know. What I don't that know. Means. Yeah, I don't know what that fucking means. Something that has to be something in regards to 30 the to 20 air quality per hour. Like the air quality, the circulation. With, okay, if they're, okay. I guess letting people smoke indoors. Well, like they let people smoke cigarettes indoors in the casinos all the time. It's gross. It's gross. See, so like, maybe they have to figure there's out. There's a like way. What there's a filtration system. Air filtration required. system, right? The change will allow for greater flexibility in air ventilation requirements for cannabis consumption lounges, further re reducing barriers of entry for all potential licensees, including social equity applicants, according to the board. Officials made the change after applicants for the lounge licenses said that building an air conditioning system to meet the stricter requirements is too expensive. If you're moving air every minute or two minutes, it's a massive power consumption challenge. Yeah, it's a lot of power. Late last year, the CCB conducted a digital drawing to select 40 businesses for prospective cannabis consumption lounges, lounge licenses via a random number selector to determine the issuance of independent cannabis consumption lounge licenses for non-social equity applicants and social equity applicants, according to a statement from the agency. Prospective license holders must submit all required documents for a sustainability investigation by CCB board agents in order to receive a, a conditional, conditional license. license. 
So they're still just conditional. Like, is this ever going to happen? Maybe by the end of the year, it seems like. So now, like, we were considering Vegas at the end of September. No, no. No, I mean, if we go there, there's just not going to be consumption lounges. What I don't understand is that if you have your own hotel room and if they, as long as they allow smoking, I guess, like, why not? I believe that they're on your balcony of your own hotel or place that you're renting. I believe actually there was recent news that a hotel in Vegas is like a smoker, like a yeah. Uh, they were gonna let people smoke. In the they rooms. have a yeah, like a certain I don't know floors or something that are like T- THC yeah. friendly, like cannabis friendly. And then people were like, "Oh, are they really allowed to do that without having consumption lounge license, like a consumption license?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, if it's your room, right? It's your private. It's not like they're doing it in the bar in the hotel. You know what I mean?" Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point of like a consumption lounge is like doing it in a social environment. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I looking forward to that. I know baby steps and it's always seems like they're always fighting for silly stuff. I mean, everything is going to have when it when it's going through the government, it's going to be regulated. Like you're going to have to jump through a ton of hoops, get licenses and then to determine like, you know, well, is it worth it? Like, what are we, you know, how, what is the, at the end of the day, what are they doing? It's, it has to also be a dispensary. You can't just be a consumption lounge. There, ha- You have to sell something to make money. Well, they can f- sell food and drinks and stuff and you just, you could smoke your own weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't they do like an outdoor space? I mean, I don't like, know. Can't you just allow would... cannabis yeah. consumption there and be like this area, like just people know so they don't bring kids there you know if they don't want you know right this area is for 21 and older people will be consuming cannabis openly you know blah 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 well they don't have to sell it they sell food you're gonna get the munchies people are gonna want to sit around drink eat and smoke yeah what are the what are the stipulations around like infused foods too that too because that's gonna be that's getting tricky because dosages on that and then everybody's different some people need very little before they're like wrecked yeah well our next segment is i love you miami I was trying to read the article and my brain was like, wait a minute, are we in the segment already? <laughs> no, now is the this segment. week's story is not as fun as the snails, but you know, we'll... <laughs> yeah. So Florida AG files challenge to cannabis legalization and that initiative. This bitch is shooting it down. So last time we did talk about this measure, there was a mention that she was saying that she was going to be um, writing something opposing it. Well, here it is. Ashley Moody. Que nombre? Florida. A title, she's a moody bitch. <laughs> I know. I'm like very on brand for attorney general. here. Florida attorney general Ashley Moody on my on Monday filed a challenge to a proposed ballot measure to legalize recreational marijuana with the state Supreme Court, arguing that the initiative should not appear before voters in next year's general election. If successful, the proposed amended initiative from the group Smart and Safe Florida would legalize cannabis for all adults aged 21 and up. In a legal opinion filed with the Supreme Court on Monday, Moody, 
a Republican who has been the state's attorney general since 2019, argued that the proposed marijuana legalization ballot measure is misleading to the voters. In the brief, she notes that according to the ballot summary, the proposed initiative will permit adults 21 years or older possess, purchase, or use products of marijuana accessories for non-medical consumption. And she says that is incorrect and misleading because marijuana remains illegal under federal law, she wrote in the state's brief. Well, duh, a lot of other states... Yeah, I, I don't, don't understand, understand her yeah. argument here. Yeah, I don't understand how. She's just saying, oh, it's not really legal because there's still going to be federal criminals, is what she's saying. She just looks, she just, <laughs> she's looking. just reaching, bro. She I feel really like she is. is reaching. And previously approving similarly worded ballot summaries, the court aired. Marijuana is independently prohibited by federal law, the brief notes, as cited by the Orlando Sentinel. Indeed, every individual who possesses marijuana under the scheme provided by the proposed amendment would make, would become a federal criminal. Oh criminal. <laughs> the ballot summary notes that the initiative does not change federal law, but that the language is inadequate to resolve the confusion, Moody wrote in the brief. To qualify the, for the ballot, the proposal must first be approved by the Supreme, the Supreme Court and receive nearly 900,000 verified signatures from verified registered voters. If the initiative survives the challenge by Moody, it must receive at least 60% of the vote in 2024 general election to become law. Dude, it's giving petty. It is giving super it's petty because it's like, so no shit. That's like, you're getting like, that's how it is in every other recreational uh, state. Right, it's like, recreationally legal there, but technically it's still federally she legal. Mad. She dumb. She mad. Medical marijuana legalized in 2016. In 2016, the Florida Supreme Court approved the medical marijuana legalization ballot measure that went on to garner 71% of the vote at the polls in that year's election. But in her legal brief, Moody wrote that voters need clear guidance before being asked to lift state law penalties for the possession of a substance that would subject users to devastating criminal liability under, under the federal, federal law. Because the feds are going to come for you. The oh, rampant misinformation in the press and being peddled by the sponsor of this initiative about its effects makes clarity all the more pivotal. Oh, my goodness. In a 5-2 decision in 2021, the Florida Supreme Court rejected a proposed recreational marijuana initiative that was challenged by Moody. Same year, the court also rejected a second adult use cannabis ballot proposal in a desperate decision. Separate decision. In a separate decision. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Campaign response to challenges. After Moody filed the brief challenging the proposal, Smart and Safe spokesman Steve Vancor said the campaign does not agree with Moody's assessment of the ballot measure. Yeah, they wiped their ass with it. They're like, oh, we yeah, put a course. lot of money into this bitch. You better simmer down. I'm sorry. That's not exactly what he said. He said, we believe the language as written clearly complies with the requirements of the Constitution. We look forward to bringing this matter to the Florida Supreme Court and are confident that the court will conclude that there are no lawful basis to set aside the ballot initiative. Bancor said in a public statement, this important issue should be entrusted to the citizens of Florida, over a million of whom have already signed the Smart and Safe Florida petition, saying they support it to decide for themselves through democratic choice. I smile throughout this because I'm like, on the one hand, this dumbass is trying to fucking, you know, like state 
something that's like bullshit. Like yeah. she's trying to go for she's the drug for like she's reaching, it. right? But on the other hand, like we know Truly's intentions to, with yeah. this with making it recreational, but only in the way that benefits them. So it's like this is so funny. It's like, you know. The politics all around it. Yeah, you're just, I don't know. I'm just like sitting here eating popcorn. popcorn you know? What's coming next? <laughs> What's going next? I think it's going to make it to the ballot, honestly. I think, I really do think it's going to make it to the ballot. Uh, Daniel Russell, an attorney specializing in cannabis law, accused Moody of politicizing ah, the see? issue. Politicizing right there. <laughs> this document is more Fox News fear-mongering intended to produce goodwill from the base than a legal document filed by a Florida's chief legal officer on behalf of the state's 22 million residents, Russell told the News Service of Florida in an email. It reeks of conservative nonsense and Nixonian <laughs> views on a substance that is legalized for recreational use in 23 states, three U.S. territories, and the District of Columbia. I believe that the Supreme Court of Florida will see this for what it is and allow voters to decide what the next steps for Florida's future. So as we've talked about before, we should probably, you know, do we even have to go through this? We don't yeah, we don't yeah. even have to go through the smart and safe. We already know what it brings. Yeah. It brings nothing but legal to the existing market. Right. It, it turns it the medical to wreck and all the people who are already in the game continue to be in the game. And it doesn't really make any stipulations for being able oh, to grow your own or for, you know, um, um, I always forget. Home grow social equity. No programs. social equity programs. That's the one I always forget. Right. So they're missing those key items of home grow and social equity and more licenses for to open market. Yeah. So it's just you know I mean and a lot of people will argue you know we got to get rid of vertical integration. Yeah. We I mean I agree too. I think that the whole process is stupid. I was trying to explain it to my husband. Like people have to grow for a one company like it's not like a grower can just grow and have their product in different dispensaries like it's just really you know the the, the dispensaries have to do everything from beginning to end and it's just like it, you know whatever it's a shitty pro it's a shitty program and you know and they, they should we got that and we could do better but you know we'll see what happens we'll see i'm having so we're at the high checkpoint. I got to say this. Ba, 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 high checkpoint. High checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> high checkpoint. Uh, this shit, man, gives me a lot of cotton mouth. I, I've had Sorry. a lot of I, my beginning dry mouth, too. I've been taking lots of sips. Yeah, we've but, been sipping on sipping on water or hydrating over here, but uh, that shit's. I'd say the long-term effects are good. I give it a 4.5. I will give mine a 4.5 as well. Uh, don't like and, so much dry my mouth, but whatever. Well, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Hey, uh, while she gets that bowl ready, we got a wonderful interview for you. Uh, if you have another bowl you want to pack, go ahead, do it. This is the time. Uh, we interview the dank girl herself, Chelsea Green. She's a founder and CEO of Dank Girls Retreats, born and raised in Michigan. She's a 29-year-old mother of three toddlers, a foodie adventurer and cannabis enthusiast. We Imagine how many requests she gets if oh she has gosh. three yes. toddlers. They're all toddlers, too. Yeah. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, damn, girl, I feel you. <laughs> Uh, we had talked to her. She was in her car because, like, we, well, yeah, what other time will we have? We got to just sit in our little booth and lock yeah. ourselves away from our you know from our fans our children 
But we had a wonderful conversation with her. She does retreats. We'd love to get on board. And we want you to check her retreats out and listen to this interview. Here it is. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for taking the time to um, talk to us today about Day yeah. Girls. I came across you on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is kind of like what we do with the Pot Smoking Moms. We have like a community of moms and we do a similar thing where we uh-huh. do vacations together and stuff like that. Um, so when I saw your TikTok, I was like, oh, we got to have her on the show and talk about it so we can let our moms and listeners out in Michigan know all about you. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you guys so much for reaching out. I mean, to begin with, because I was like, this is so awesome. I told my admin team that helps me run my stuff on Facebook. I was like, you guys, the pot smoking moms just reached out to me and want me to be on their podcast. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe we could go out there and uh, and uh, enjoy one of the retreats. Yeah, we, so, I would love that. That's That would be awesome. That would be lots of fun. We know some of yeah. our moms would definitely be down to meet us up out wherever. Yes, and that's basically where I'm at with Day Girls. Anywhere I go, they come. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's I love it. The community around Day Girls is just amazing. So tell, tell us all about Day Girls and how it came to be. Okay, so... Um, to be honest with you guys, um, back in 2018, it was right after I had my second son. Um, I actually was going through like very, very bad postpartum depression. Like it was so bad. My mom was calling me every day just to be like, are you alive? So, um, after I was going through that, I had been a part of some like other cannabis groups just on Facebook and, I liked them, but I was like, you know, like I could totally do this. I could make my own group and just kind of have my own space and my own rules. And that was like the main thing to me. I wanted my own rules because I didn't like the rules of the other groups. Um, so I created Dank Girls and it just started growing so fast. And I was not expecting that at all. And then after I created the group, I created the Facebook page. And once I created that, four years ago, shot up immediately to 15,000 followers. And four years ago, that was like, wow, wow. that's like crazy. Um, so it just kind of started becoming not only my safe space, but several thousands of others safe space. Um, and I just, I kept it running. And once it started to continue to grow, I just started reaching out to companies Like, hey, I have this page in this group. I would love to promote your products um, and do, like, live reviews on them. And that's kind of where Dank Girls started for me is doing all of that and just doing the reviews and creating the group. I had no intentions on um, it becoming a business at all. Mm -hmm. It kind of just fell into my lap and I started hosting the retreats. And it's really been up from there with the community, the retreats, the events, and all of that fun stuff. Now, how many retreats have you hosted so far and what locations have you done them at? Um, so I host, I've been hosting since 2021. I want to say between six and 10. I don't know the exact number, but between six and 10 I've hosted so far. Uh, we are Michigan based, so I've mainly hosted in Michigan but I've also been to California, Ohio, Oregon, and Virginia. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you're just yeah. like hitting up the legal states and trying to organize meetups and like little retreats there. Yes, exactly. And they're such an amazing time, the retreats. They're they're great. And it's 
the amount of women that come from all over the place to attend and it, people will be like, I'm so nervous. I really want to book this trip, but I'm so nervous to go somewhere where I've never met anybody. Mm -hmm. And I tell them just book the damn trip because you are going to have the best time and you're going to leave with lifelong sisters, like not even friends, because I feel like Dank Girls is such a sisterhood. The way we come together and are there for one another, like just book the trip because you're going to love it and you're going to have a great time. Yeah, we've had actually, and I'm sure you've also experienced this. We've had uh, moms who have have met up with us and been like, this is kind of out of my comfort zone. And we've been like, dude, this is the perfect thing to do out of your comfort zone because the people here are going to embrace you and you're going to have a good time. Period. And they're going to pull you out of that comfort zone. And you're shortly going to realize these are my people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like, do you talk about where you're going to, uh, wait, where everybody wants to go? Or do you kind of scope out a place beforehand and then say, Hey, we're going to go out here. So I actually do it all myself for the most part. Um, I find the places we're going to go. Normally I do like Airbnbs, um, or I'm a part of like some cannabis community, like business groups. So I'll like reach out to them. Like, Hey, does anybody know of a location? Um, so basically I just, I get everything set up. I do everything for everybody. Um, the only thing that they are responsible for is the travel and to get there. So nobody comes up with it. They just basically get their spot and are responsible for the travel. So they pay like a reservation fee for their spot and then their travel. Yes, correct. So the typically all of my retreats are different prices depending on where they're at, what's included, the houses and all of that. Um, and they'll pay an initial $200 non-refundable deposit and that secures your spot. And then they have an entire year pretty much because I do like to release my retreats within just about a year in advance because they do sell out very fast. So they will have, I give them that whole time to pay me. I'm like, if you, if you need payment plans and it works out better that way, because some people can't afford to just spend hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. right up front. Mm-hmm. Of course. So that's how it works. And so how many women tend to be on these retreats and like, what kind of things can you expect being out like at your retreat? Like what would you, what activities and things are there? Yeah. So, um, typically we have anywhere our smallest retreat. We had 14 ladies, our largest, we had 37. Wow. Um, Yeah. So it's really just, it's different. And like I said previously, it depends on the housing. Mm -hmm. So whatever house I get, how many beds. And if people are coming with a friend, typically they'll share like a king size bed and it works out better that way. Um, Some things that you can expect to experience, um, to be honest with you guys, our retreats are so just meant for like relaxing and chilling and being yourself and being surrounded around other people who enjoy cannabis. We do play games. We do have prizes. Um, let's see. We've gone, uh, we've gone to like museums, um, at our annual retreat. They have like an animal type museum. So like, we've gone to do that. We've done, uh, done tubing and like kayak trips on retreats. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Outdoor yeah. nature stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they're super fun. But other than that, it's like pretty much everything at the retreat, you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go outside of there. We have a full dab bar, a weed bar, edibles, and that's for the whole weekend. It's out for all of the attendees to help themselves to during the entire stay. Um, I hire a chef, you know, to cater all of our food. So really the retreat itself is just 
we want you to be as relaxed and comfortable with smoking weed, weed around other people. It's kind because, of like an all-inclusive retreat, right? You said yeah, there's yeah. going to be a chef with food. There's going to be weed for you. There's going to be edibles yeah. for you. It's like so a weed all-inclusive instead of a yes. drinking all-inclusive, which is yes. right up my alley. Yeah, for real. Uh, yes, that's basically, literally, we are all-inclusive aside from the travel. I provide everything but the travel. Nice. nice. Yeah, so it's it's really nice. It's fun. Like yeah, that, that sounds yeah. like a lot of work to plan, but that sounds like a lot of fun yeah. as well, as well. And, oh, and yeah. so is that you do all this on your own? Do you have a team of people? On my own. You? I don't have employees. I don't have, I, I, I'm not going to say I don't have help at all. I do have an admin team behind me that helps me run like the Facebook aspect of things. But when it comes to like the event planning and the retreats and everything, it's just me for the most part. I just brought somebody on within these last two months to kind of, help me get things situated and that's been a tremendous help and less stressful for me but for the most part it's just me so what's your next retreat do you already have that one announced and on sale or Um, anything so all of our 2023 retreats are sold out have been sold out since last year wow Um, we have a retreat next month which is our annual retreat where it all started in uh, little wolf lake um which is in lewiston michigan and uh, that is next month. And then we have one more retreat this year, which will be in September, which is actually also at our annual Lewiston spot. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, do you already kind of have an idea of what's going to be in works for 2024? I have a few states. Um, Arizona is at the top of our list. Colorado is another one. New York is one of my highest uh, recommended um, so we have an there. audience in New York, and yeah. we've been talking about trying to make a trip out there. So if you do a New York yes. trip, we, we may be down for that one. That would be amazing because it's seriously one of my most recommended. Like, please have a retreat in New York. Um, and so those are... Like, the nature uh, upstate New York is nice, too. So, like, if you wanted to do, yes. like, a camp thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My best friend, she lives in Buffalo. Adult, so adult camp. Yeah. It's nice. So she lives in Buffalo and she's familiar yeah. with all those great areas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have a yeah, brother that lives out in Albany, so I have seen <coughs> oh, okay. it's pretty nice up, upstate. Nice. When did you start uh, smoking? Like when did you start uh, picking um, up weed? I was 15 actually. <coughs> I was the kid who was like, <coughs> I never got in like trouble. I had a smart mouth, but. I never got in trouble. I never tried to push boundaries. I never really tried to do anything. So also when I did start, I was like very open. Like I told my parents like, hey. Wow. That's ballsy. What did they say? I mean, I didn't. I'm not. Okay. So I didn't straight just tell them. Mm -hmm. I came home one day and I was sitting on the couch and I had like the giggles so bad. (laughs) It was winter. It was winter time. I remember this. I walked inside my house with my snow boots, my winter jacket and went straight to the fridge. And I didn't, yeah, and I sat down on the couch and I hear my dad say, honey, I think your daughter is stoned. And I just like looked around like, oh shit. And then I was like, well, I am, I am. Sorry, there's a car alarm going it's- off right now. Like, of course. <laughs> the car directly next to me. <laughs> right next to you, Tuno. Oh my goodness. But yes, um. So that's kind of like how my parents found out. And I just, from there, I was like, yeah, like I smoke. I'm responsible with it though. I have not 
It's not something I did every day. I wasn't like a huge stoner when I was a teenager. It didn't really start for me, honestly, until Dank Girls. Like, I, I smoked weed a lot, but I never smoked as heavy as I did, like, with doing all of this, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, like, this is a whole new world. I think for us, too, I think we were, were smoking, like, socially, and then we kind of yes. got into uh, smoking during the week. But then here, it's like... You know, we gotta we gotta test stuff out for the audience. You know, we gotta yeah, we gotta push our limits. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I already smoked a lot before we did the podcast, but I feel like I definitely increased uh, once we started the podcast. And it's also just because I became a patient and I just had more things available to me to try and like more options. Yeah, so that's why I feel like more consumption. You know happen also being a parent is very stressful yeah, so and stressful. i feel like this is uh and that's you have also three toddlers i have three boys they <gasps> are ages three four and five. Oh my god you beat me <laughs> bitch <laughs> i listen she's going i, she's I have two right i have a i have two girls i have a four-year-old and a six-year-old I, cu- I couldn't imagine throwing one more into the mix. So and boys, to to you. and boys, too. <laughs> they keep me on my toes. And we just got not one, but two new puppies. Oh, man. Girl. And they are also boys. Girl, so what are you? I'm just completely outnumbered. Completely. At this point. But, you know, it's really stressful, especially trying to balance like this and and being a mom too, because all of my work is done from home. Dank girls is like my full-time gig. It's what I do. Right. Um, I mean, my fiance honestly was a stay at home dad for the last like two years. And it's, it's hard trying to balance that, especially like I said, when everything I do is from home, except for when I leave for an event or, or a trip, which obviously my kids don't attend those. Right. So it's, <laughs> it can be stressful because you try to get stuff done and then you're just like, okay, well, I also have to take care of them and I have to do this. And then, oh my God, what are they doing? This one just hit this one. And now they're, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, interruptions left and right. Whole other, whole other level. Yes. Left and right, you just uh, and then when it's not one, it's the other. You try to sit down. It's like you're 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 doom scrolling on the phone, and they're like doing whatever. The second you sit down to really pay attention and do stuff, it's like they need eighty different things, you know. <laughs> yes, or the second you want to just have you time. Yes, mom, 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 and then my kids' new thing, bruh. bruh oh my god. Uh, <laughs> bruh? I have a nine-year-old okay. boy, so <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Kids yeah. are fun. So what are your future goals for Dank Girl? Um, to be honest with you guys, my dream goal is to open my own type of like resort um, to yes. where I can have like a Dank Girl's headquarters pretty much and where it would be like my main location of doing retreats. Um, and then I, I really want to be able to kind of like branch that off into different states. So have like a set Dink Girls headquarters in each state that I can and eventually have people to help me run those so I can do more retreats because just talking about kids, that is why I'm limited on hosting retreats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love to be able to do that. And that's really my biggest goal in it's going to take me a while to get there, but I really feel like I will get there if I just keep going. I mean, you've gotten this far doing, you've done yeah. a lot of retreats so far with large numbers of women. It's, it's amazing. Um, 
Yeah, well, it's it's rewarding. Yeah. It is. We have this on like a little smaller scale with our little patrons. Like we do an annual trip usually. Um, The last couple of years it's been Orlando, but we've been talking about going different places like maybe Vegas or Colorado. Yes, Um, Vegas would be really fun. Yeah. We're trying to do a Colorado meetup uh, in in October. October. Oh, nice. Well, I don't have anything planned for October. Come on. October 7th is the Meet us up. We're trying to really get something together. Uh, Our friends over at High Curious have a connection with like a a grow, a farm slash dispensary. So we're going to try to see if we can host something. This also has an event space there. So like. Nice. Well, yeah, definitely let me know after all this. And (laughs) I would love to talk about that. And if you ever want to do a Miami or, you know, Florida, Florida retreat, is also on the beach. High on my list. I'm just nervous with the legality parts of it. <laughs> yeah, because it's still only um, medical, medical here. Yeah, and that's how it was for me when I did Ohio. Um, technically, I could have gotten in trouble for that because you had to have a medical card. But yeah, technically. So I try, I try to do only legal states just so nobody has a worry in the world. Right. That makes sense. It does make sense. Well, the way things are going down here, it looks like we're going to have it on our ballot for 2024. So it might might be recreational before we know it. Yay, that would be great. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm using mouse again. I noticed also too. So a lot of times in the in the in the industry, we like to give back to the community. Uh, do you also the Zank Girls? You, it looks like you also have yes, something set absolutely. up too. Absolutely. Um, so every year we actually run like a homeless drive. Um, during as soon as it starts getting colder, because Michigan winters are brutal. They can be brutal. Um, and there's a lot of homelessness in Michigan, um, specifically like the Detroit metro area, which is where I'm from. Um, and every year we run a homeless campaign and get tons of donations usually. And then uh, my fiance and I actually and some of our team or volunteers will come and help uh, pass out. We make backpacks and we just go and drive around and pass out backpacks that are typically full of like hygiene products like perishable, like non-perishable food items that they can just eat whenever, toothbrushes, socks, hand warmers. Um, Some of them will even get like, we have electric hand warmers. If one of them will get lucky that we happen to get one and they got that, Um, like emergency tent houses and blankets and just stuff like that. And then we also always sponsor a couple families for Christmas. Um, So that are, those are just a few ways that we have given back. Um, We've done like we've raised money for waitresses where I would just go in and we would just tip them big, you know, from all the date girls that day I went out to dinner. So we just, we oh, like to do cool. I like those. different things. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun doing that. Cool. Yeah. Do you, did you have to, uh, what's your background? Did you have to have a business degree or you just kind of, this was like you said, you didn't really so expect to have a business. This biz- is my to ma- favorite. This is my favorite question being asked. It is my absolute favorite because I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out of school in the 10th grade. Um, I just honest, I wasn't a, like I said earlier, I wasn't a bad kid. I never skipped school. (laughs) So saying I'm a high school dropout is kind of funny. Um, but 10th, 11th grade, I just, I already was failing because honestly, I'm, I'm not book smart. Um, I had even told my parents as a child, like, I really feel like I need to be like, tested for like special classes and they like really just thought I was trying to play dumb 
Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I now tell them, I really was not playing dumb with you guys. Like, I truly never could comprehend those things. And so I dropped out. And then I went through, like, a few different, you know, jobs until I started doing Dank Girls. And I, I built Dank Girls into a company that is now my full-time income. It's, it's literally my fiancé is a stay-at-home dad. So, I mean, it's it's doing well for me and I did not need any degree or any schooling background. And I've, I'm self-taught 100%. I've never, I've never really had any help to do this. Well, maybe that's why sometimes in school, like they don't understand that everybody has a different learning capacity. Like, you know, I'm also like someone who likes to learn by doing, and maybe that's why you're, you know, you say you're not book smart, but it's because you get involved in it and that's how you learn is by doing. Yeah, that's so. me. I need to be hands on. I can't be with 30 other kids all trying to learn the same thing. I need one on one and I need to be doing it myself to learn how to right. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I feel that big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, school wasn't my thing either. Uh, You know, I like learning, but I didn't like having to be like just talked at all the time. And yeah, and, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, so I could totally understand. Yeah, yeah, not my thing at all. So this whole thing is just me. (laughs) Inspired. Yeah. And sometimes, you know (laughs) what? Ultimately, that's like what you end up liking to do. Like you some a lot of people go to school for stuff and spend a lot of time trying to focus on time and a lot of money. And then they end up, you know, I don't know, doing something. Yeah. Not enjoying it or then go doing something completely different. Right. And you just wasted $50,000 on a career that you're not even taking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yes. They say, you know, a lot of the most successful people have been high school dropouts or college dropouts, at least. Yeah, least yeah, for sure. And, and by no means am I saying don't go get an education, guys, because yeah. <laughs> education is important, too, to some people, especially if there's certain things that you want to go and do. You need that. But in We're my testing case, different things, right? Like uh, yeah. experiencing different uh, areas that you might, you know, you might come up, you might not be interested in anything and you go to college and you try a couple different things and maybe you pick up one that you end up liking yes and then maybe yep. you drop out of college to do that after you figure it out but you had to go to college to like you know try different things to begin with yeah for sure most definitely and that was chelsea green founder and ceo of dank girls retreats uh we really want to do a collaboration with her i think it would yes, be really fun we, we should get together should with uh the patrons and have a, a little getty with her company um you know all right yeah she's on all the platforms you can visit www.dankgirls.org she's on facebook as dank girls at dank girls retreats on instagram and at underscore c-h-e-l-x-o uh on tiktok follow her guys uh maybe and join her one of her retreats we definitely need to do a retreat with her yeah that would be fun those pictures look great. Yeah, and it's like you're, a lot of fun. And go over to YouTube if you want to take a look and see. We show some. Uh, we go through some of the photos of some of the past retreats, so you can get an idea of what they do. Uh, we're on board. I'm ready to do one. Yes. <laughs> a hey, PSM a, Dink Girl Retreat. Exactly. PSM Dink Girls collaboration. <laughs> we the greatest. 
you're the greatest. You know that? We really love you, patrons. We love you, listeners, for listening to us uh, and hanging out with us, smoking one with us over here. We have reached the end of the show. Thank you for joining us. Hey, you. Thank you, patrons. Yes. Thank you so much to Destiny. Lauren. Christy. Denise. Beaches. Meredith. Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Jesse, Diane, Gabby, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hey, you two could have your name read by one of us. <laughs> Join our patron. Patreon. Uh, Patreon. <laughs> well, well, become a patron. Become I always, it's so tricky. Become a patron on Patreon. <laughs> uh, you can get early access to stuff, full and cut versions of videos, stuff. Come and, watch TV shows with us on Discord. Uh, yes, the Discord. Do smoke sessions with us. Come to Boat trips with us. Subscribe, rate, review, and share our content. Positive See you guys next week. Com. Love Bye. you.